rich niggas, black bar mitzvahs, Mozart is a celebration, bitches. Naheim, I wish for you 100 years of success, but it's my time. Cheers, toast to crime. Number one, D-boy, shame you can rhyme. The rock boys in the building tonight. Oh, what a feeling, I'm feeling life. You don't even gotta bring your paper out. We the dope boys of the year, drinks is on the house. The rock boys in the building tonight. Killing, I'm killing this ice. Hey. You don't even gotta bring your purses out. We the dope boys of the year. Tricks is on the house. There we go. All right, baby, you back, baby. It's another week of mother talks. Let me get my shit set, situated. You know what I'm saying? I'm not looking the, the, the cutest today, but you know, the brand is here, the brand is strong. So, you know what I'm saying? Welcome to another week of Mother Socks, the safe place for, where we keep it player, where we keep it kosher every time, all the time. Uh, how you know how you doing, my brother? You know what I'm saying? Life is good, still got a job. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, nigga still working <laughs> for the man, but uh, we working on the exit plan, so. That's all you need to do, keep working on the exit plan. You know what I'm saying? Never settle, you know, never surrender. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and I'm doing all right. You know what I'm saying? The life is uh, it's more hectic than I thought it would be in 2021, oh, but this, which is a positive thing. You know what I'm saying? You don't want your life to be stagnant. You want to keep growing. So I definitely have less sleep last, you know, last couple of uh, weeks, but it's all for the bigger picture. You know what I'm saying? When you got people's careers in your hand. Oh, nigga, nigga, nigga. Got in people's careers and shit. Yeah, I'm trying to, baby. You know what I'm saying? Video on the way, so fly video on the way. You know what I'm saying? Song just dropped. So go check that out on all your uh your DSPs platforms, SoundCloud, YouTube. You know what I'm saying? His name is not Mo Bang anymore, it's Ali. So call the man Ali. I peeped that. I peeped that because I was searching for the song and then um just from the all the uh you know the the post he been putting up about it coming, and I was just seen Ali. And first, I thought that was the name of the project. Yeah. And I was like, Nah, that's nigga yeah. got a new a new moniker and shit. Yeah, saying uh, you know, like creatives are weird, man. You know, what I'm saying they'll never, you know, one day they'll be fine, and next day they're like, Yo, I just want to change my whole sound. I'm like, What's wrong with you, son? Like, the very the very emotional people. They feel the wind. They live life with their heart on their shoulder, on their on their sleeves. I don't really necessarily live like that, but you know, that's why managers are managers and artists are artists. So we'll go check this that out. Um, it's been a hectic couple of weeks, man. Uh, if you, you know, on the news and, you know, this week, uh, we, you know, we're dropping on you know, Tuesday and guess what happens on Tuesday, Wednesday? No, actually. Today? Oh, yeah, because it's the 17th. Yeah, it's, uh, it's Wednesday, it's, yep. The day after Wednesday. we yep. It's the inauguration. Uh, it will be either a very quiet day or a very hectic day. They ain't going to let this shit be quiet. This shit about to, this shit about to go up. So, <laughs> so yeah. anybody listening to me and you're Black, stay in the house. Don't be on the streets. Nope. If you're on the streets, make sure you got that thing with you. Please. You know what I'm saying? Protect yourself. You know what I'm saying? It's not our war, but you don't know what these people are, you know, these, you know, these crazy ass, I'm going to call them domestic terrorists, are planning to do with you. You know what I'm saying? You could be just 
living your life going to the grocery store and end up being a martyr for no reason. So no reason, bro. So and that's some real shit, man. Like this they country, they say all the time they want their country back. So this is let them do what they gotta do. We're gonna participate at the at the most we need to participate. We already did our part. Yeah. Nigga voted. They're gonna put this nigga in place. We're gonna let them have their kerfuffle or their little, they're, they're gonna have their little civil whatever they're gonna do. We voted and now we're gonna hold that nigga feet to the fire, make sure he do what we gotta do. But we could do that shit from home. All you gotta do is yeah. type, type at that nigga. Boop, 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 boop. Yeah. We was in the streets all summer. Mm-hmm. So let that momentum do what it's gonna do. Let it cruise and let, you know what I'm saying? Don't go, don't go out there in them streets, man. Don't be, especially if you live in the DC Nova area, man. And, you know, I don't know. There's just rumblings that they're gonna do shit, you know, at every capital in the nation. You know, stay out them streets. Don't be, you know what I'm saying? If you if you see some wild shit, just keep driving. You know what I'm saying? It's not our fight. I if you if you wanna bring it, uh, bring it to if you wanna fight, make sure they end up on a shirt, not you. You know what I'm saying? Because we the ones that be putting them niggas on tees. Exactly. We don't be putting them niggas on tees. They're not gonna put us on tees. Exactly. But like like he said, I live, I live like a mile away from the Capitol. On Friday, there was a bomb threat, a little bomb threat at the Capitol. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm highly aware. Everybody need to just be aware. Crazy. But uh I'm gonna go first with keep my keep funky. Okay, it's gonna be short. It's gonna be straight to the point. People pay Wi-Fi just to tell people they're broke. <laughs> Wait, say that again. People pay their Wi-Fi bill just to tell people they're broke. It's crazy. It's 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 a it's an epidemic out here, man. I never thought, you know, as I got get older, I start paying attention to a lot of the outrage, especially when the outrage is is directed towards, you know, celebrities and, uh, you know, affluent people. I start to understand, like, you know, I start to see why people are mad because they're poor. And this this particular situation is driven by, so there, was a, there was a black woman on Twitter a couple of days, I think it might've been yesterday or the day before. Uh, she is receiving backlash because she put a thread out and just of just her, her living her life, you know how people put, you know, uh, threads of their accomplishments, and, you know, maybe giving advice or, you know, things that they, uh, their travels, you know, it's Twitter, it's supposed to be a community of people learning from each other and conversating with each other, or it could just be your own, your own blog. You can use Twitter wherever you want to be. It's your Twitter, you know what I'm saying? But she went on there, she created a thread on social media about her move to Bali. So this seemed, this uh, this is a 20 year old black woman. Uh, she gushed about her new home. Uh, it was a long thread. I didn't look at the whole thread. I looked after maybe like the first five or six tweets. But uh, you know, she talked about how she's after spending 2019 out of work. Her and her girlfriend decided to move to Bali, to try out Bali for six months in 2020, right? Um, and it worked out perfectly for her. She became like a self-employed uh, graphic designer. She moved out of expensive as LA where she was living in a studio for like $1,500 a month or some shit. You know, LA prices are crazy. And then she lives in a, you know- Crazy. A, I said it right. 
Um, she, she, she's living in like a, I think she said a tree house or some, some dope ass spot. And she's paying like, what, $400 a month, $500 a month. You know, she's living an elevated lifestyle. She's eating better. She's doing meditation. She's around her son, her skin, her melanin has been activated. It's blessing her and her, her ladies, uh, you know, relationship They're you know, they've got even closer, you know, and then she just, and then she went even a little further and told about the benefits of living in Bali, which is like, you know, safety, I guess, is a safe place. You know, it's a, definitely a low cost of living. Um, I guess they're LGBTQ friendly and just to just gave out all of her, her experience as a her, her positive experience as being a black woman living in another country during a quote unquote pandemic of 2020. Now, most people would take that as a sign of, you know, inspiration of like, yeah, you know, you did it, you know, that's probably the, uh, the, the kicking the ass I need to do what I want to do to go live my dreams to get out of the situation I'm living in. You know what I'm saying? If you're living in a high cost area or, you know, you just, you need that push to go do something with your life instead of feeling woe about yourself. Maybe you wanted to travel and you just, you felt caught and conscious about yourself or, you know, whatever, you know, it could, that could have been the kicking the, uh, the butt you could have needed or whatever. And it was just, she was just being intimate about her life. But of course, Twitter likes to tell people they're broke. So they got, she received a lot of backlash telling pe people, telling her that she didn't needs to read the room. And as you know, she's, she's, uh, what they say? Um, people were quote tweeting and highlighting the impact of a relatively wealthy American immigrating over to a poor country, poor country and quote unquote, or, you know, doing, gentrification in that sense right and I thought about that I was like is that gentrification is she is she a wealthy American living over there is she impacting that community in a more in a negative uh, is she pushing someone out of a fucking tree house so she yeah. can take their tree house yeah and and then I started to realize Bali is a I believe if I'm right is like more of a Southeast Asian country maybe it's in, somewhere in South. Uh, I'm gonna look at a map right now. Let's see. I think it's it's South Asian, South Asian, Southeast Asian country. I believe it's South South Asian, South Asian country. Um, you supposed to know you you Mr. World Traveler, wasn't you I've just in Korea? Never been to Bali before, so don't <laughs> never been to Bali before, so I don't you know. I yes, think Korea. Bali is uh close to Indo. I believe it's part of Indonesia. Okay. So it's uh between Australia and India. Okay. So. Uh, but that country is a tourist-driven country. You know, they don't have a lot of exports and imports, as far as I know, nothing that, that really fuel the country like tourism does. And, you know, because of COVID and the pandemic and, you know, everything like that, I'm pretty sure their, their travel industry kind of took a hit. Now, for an American to go over there, I don't know if she's a, you know, citizen or, you know, if she's on a work visa or whatever, she's able to impact the community in a positive way. You know, obviously, if she's making money over here, that money is going to go a lot further with the uh, currency conversion um, to help the community. She also said that in the thread that she was helping the community. She was giving back. She was doing, uh, you know, there was, I guess there was a small black, small black population there. You know, people doing the same thing that she was doing, getting away, you know, and they found a community and they were helping the community. So it just, it just, I, the outrage is crazy to me. And I, it's, it's another uh, it's another episode of people like to be oppressed. 
people like to tell that they're broke. Because if I wanted to, if, if like America is so ghetto right now, cause America is ghetto. And if she found a cheat code to life that, you know, I can go ahead and get out this fucking country, be around sun and water all day and live in a community that probably is safer. I'm living my best life. You know what I'm saying? You got one life to live, do it. And people like to be poor on the internet. They like to tell people they're poor. Why you think people, and then to be infatuated with celebrity culture and wanting to live, be the standard that they want to live. Right out of the same, right out of the other side of their mouth. They talking shit about this lady, but they love Ari buying or Shorty getting a Lambo from her rapper boyfriend or whatever, whatever. People are fucking hypocrites. It ain't like she took her money and bought 15 Lambos and she's stunting on y'all niggas. Nope. She said, I didn't like my life in America. I have a pretty good earning and I found out I can earn that in this country where the cost of living is very low. And she's sharing, motherfucker, y'all should be trying to do what she's doing. Come on, Not now. fucking out here talking about, nah, bitch, I'm poor, I can't do that. Niggas, if you want to stop being poor, maybe you should take notes from people who change their circumstances. She was struggling where she was at. She said she wasn't happy. What the fuck, bro? Like, and when you say, like, niggas pay for Wi-Fi to tell niggas how broke they are. Bro, <laughs> yes, it's in, that's it's that read the, read the room shit. You're, 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 you're trying to be tone police to tell people what to do. The whole point of social media is to share, right? Yeah. You share tweets, you share videos, you share. She's sharing her experience. Yeah. And from what you're telling me, she is a very, she seems to be as conscious as she can be about how she's sharing. She's talking about, she's showing you how she did it. She's talking about how she gives back. And she's a black woman who gay. Like, <laughs> what the fuck do you want? I feel like Tyree, she'd be like, what more do you want from me? I'm, I'm literally giving y'all a blueprint for better lifestyle, but y'all want to talk about it's a pandemic right now and people are struggling. Hey, I'm trying to tell you how to not struggle as much. You know what? It's possible if you stack up a little money, get yourself a fucking passport, get yourself a fucking visa, you can go to a country and live way better than you're living in this country, right. which everyone loves to go on the internet all day and say, America ain't shit. The prison industrial complex, the food is trash. They're trying to kill us with, with preservatives. Take your ass to Bali, bitch. Let me, let me read, let me read some of these tweets. Fuck them people, bruh. Bali. So this is from Kadam. Before you read, before yes. you read, all the people that said on them comments, their granddaddy was a hater, their grandmother was a hater, mm -hmm. and then their mother or their father was a hater, and then they gave birth to their hater ass. It's a lineage of haters. That should be motivational. And shit, if someone's doing better than you, nigga, do better. Like, what you want? What the Come fuck? on, son. Come on, son. And, and weird, if you can't bro. do better, do your best. Do your best. What the fuck? Like, someone was like, Bali is beautiful, but it has a lot of negative effects due to tourists. Yes, enjoying the landscape and finding yourself is beautiful. But if you plan to move there, please interact with the locals, respect their culture, and try to speak their language, and be conscious of your impact. Duh, nigga. The fuck? And you know who wrote that? A nigga that never been to Bali. <laughs> like, I'm just going to come there and wreak havoc? Like, what? What no, is wrong with people? Not white people. 
we know how to get into a community and actually be a part of it. Continue, man. That pissed me off. Well, says, why do Americans think their peace of mind is worth justifying a whole island and pushing locals out of their town, out of their lands into low paying jobs because not everything there is built to cater to foreigners? Australians have always been treated Australians have already been treating Bali like their own personal backyard. And now we're going to get an influx of Americans trying to find peace and connect with nature or whatever bullshit they tell themselves here to leave us alone. What the fuck? Y'all want to be poor? Like what you talking about? Like, do you understand your culture? It like your country runs off tourism. So, you know what I'm saying? People don't come visit your country. Do you have what impacts you? What what imports? What exports? They do you don't have? produce anything. There you go. They don't produce anything. They don't export anything. They are in the hospitality tourist business. That's how they generate revenue. We have beautiful beaches. We have beautiful jungles and natural things. Come see it. They are Bali, is a vacation destination. So in this pandemic, I bet you the the number of visitors they have has dropped. So don't you think that the people in that place? Oh, come on, bro. Listen. Read some more stupid tweets. Read some more stupid replies. Have you ensured that moving to Bali and encouraging others to do so isn't contributing to gentrification, i.e. raising prices so natives are kicked out, forcing Balinese to learn English as opposed to expats learning Bahasa? I guess that's the English of the, that's the language of Bali. Do you know what gentrification is? They they think they know. They, they think they know, like gentrification. If anybody knows about gentrification, it's a black person. So you think, do you do you think a black person is going to willingly tell people to gentrify another place when we oh. all, we have dealt with gentrification our whole lives? They want everyone to be as miserable as they are. Yeah, and then stop telling people how to fucking live. First of all, everything that you told me about this person who chose to make this change, it seems like they are a person that is conscious. It seems like they're a person that is under is aware of how they how things impact them and how they impact the things around them. Nothing about the post said to me this person is exploiting this place. This person is negatively impacting this place. All the thing it told me is that this person saw a way for them to be live a better life and they decided to do it and then are sharing it. Can't tell people shit. Can't give no game. See that's, that's, that's but see, but that is a side effect of success. You know what I'm saying? They say. People are always going to tell you, if, if you're not ready for nobody to be talking about you and saying shit to you, then don't be successful. Rick Ross said it on the last um, I Am Athlete podcast, probably two ago. He was like, if you don't if you don't want nobody to say shit to you or question you or do not say nothing about what you're doing, just don't get no money. Yeah. They won't give a fuck about you. Get some money is what is what it comes with. So you got to be prepared for that side. And. I'm I hope this person who uh, did this just knows that she filters out all this bullshit talking about how she impacting the economy and did it, or how she's impacting the, the community and just lives her best life because that's what it seemed like she did. I'm inspired by hearing that type of story because, you know, I've been saying forever, bro, like there's places outside of the U.S. that have a very high standard of living. That's quote where you could be where you can be happier, and it may not be the highest standard, but it might be just be better for you. Christopher Christopher Stephen Lawrence Fuller, I just gave you whole government. You did. It's okay, your business, man. <laughs> might be happiest in fucking Chile. 
And you, the only way you'll know is because you decide, you say, you know, for six months, I'm going to travel South America. And you find a fucking village in Chile and you're like, you know what, bro, I've not had a bad day <laughs> for this whole trip. I'm going to fucking move here. And you know what? You are just, it's something about you and Chile that your soul calls to that said, Chris, put down roots here. Raise a family here. Invest in this, build up this area around you. You are an asset. We didn't even come on. on. Niggas is helping to build up that community. What if she's helping to put money, the money, whatever she has, goes a lot longer in that community. She's what if she's helping to build that community up? Hey man, invest in that community. Listen, I one day we're gonna have a discussion. Like I know we 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 love America. You know what I'm saying? America is giving us a lot of opportunities. The opportunities right now to talk to them. Cross each on Zoom, you know what I'm saying? We don't live too bad of a crazy life. But one day we're gonna have a conversation about, you know, is America all that it's cracked up to be? You know what I'm saying? There are what 300 countries on this fucking planet. I mean, America's in the top one percent, but sure, but you don't need to live in America as long as on an age of Wi-Fi. All you need is Wi-Fi, you know what I'm saying? Like you said, I can, we can move, you can move to fucking Argentina, Terry. You find that Argentina is a place to be. And now you're like, I don't even want to go like, there. yo, I remember Terry, Terry, uh, we went to school with, he lives, he's been living in Argentina for the past 17 years. What? Yeah, that nigga went and never came back. <laughs> that sounds like a fucking, that sounds like a fairy tale to me. Like, that sounds like a wonderful story. Yeah, he and his girl moved to Argentina and they've lived there. And they, well, how many, they got kids, da 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 he, he runs a fuck, that sounds like magical. Like, I'll be talking about it with my coworkers sometimes, like the rat race that they put us in, especially in America, capitalist society. Earn, 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 yeah. earn, earn. Get money, get money, get money, get money. Produce, produce, produce. That race, it wears you down. And I don't wanna look at my life 20 years from now and be like, damn, I invested 20 years in whatever. And it was just me running on a fucking wheel trying to keep this economy going. Yeah. I want to say I was I was laying a foundation for, you know what I'm saying? Leaving something better than how I found it or laying a foundation for my great, great grandkids. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like that is, I, that, when I heard those these concepts, like concepts of that, like providing for generations after you, leaving the earth better, like that was, I, I was inspired by ideas like that. Like when I first heard the whole concept of, leaving something, leaving a legacy and things of that nature, that shit intrigued me more than anything. So it don't gotta be in America, bro. You can impact yeah. more people than you than, than working for fucking, than working for a tech company for your for fucking 15 years. I'm telling you, if you go into a small community and you touch everybody in the community and make everyone better and inspire them and, and, you're, and you're, a, you're a pillar in that community, that goes way further than your ass typing code at a fucking computer all day long. You can't you tell me it and nothing against people that type code at computers. I'm just saying that the rat race that we were taught and think that we have to run for some people, they find a way out and don't hate on their way out. Yeah, bro. Bitches. You got me wrapped up. It might be this tequila too, man. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling kind People don't like, like to be, people don't like your happiness. Cause they don't like your happiness, bro. They don't like your happiness. You know what I'm saying? People like to be miserable and then die. 
Listen, grumpy. Yeah, they complain listen, about their miserableness. We all know grumpy people that are like you, like, yo, they are just so unhappy with life. But guess what? They never did anything to change that. They just accepted what came to them. And we and we are a generation of free thinkers, millennials, uh, we are the internet, the internet chip babies and all this shit like that. But guess what? We still all think we gotta have the same thing. Yeah. If I don't have the crib, the car, the acres, the job, the company, the business, then my life ain't shit. I promise you, a lot of people, everyone's trying to fit into the same fucking hole. Like, you know what I'm saying? They try, you probably trying to put a square peg in a fucking round hole. Bro, free, like, really free your mind. This lady that you're talking about, she broke out of the matrix. Yeah. And she, she literally did it. She said, I found a way to break out the matrix. And she told y'all, and y'all are the motherfuckers that's in the matrix that will fight to get back into it. You know what I'm saying? Just accept whole bunch, it. A whole bunch of Agent Smiths, nigga. Hell yeah, bro. Like, the system is hot. Bro. And then, you're right, man. People just want to be misery loves company. People love to be, people really like commiserating with each other about, you know what I'm saying? I, I do it at my job. I talk about my job. One of my favorite parts about my job is talking shit about my job with people <laughs> at my job. Yeah. It's, it's a great, it's a pastime. It's a pastime. We, I love the part of the day where we all come together and we talk shit about the place that pays us. <laughs> like, like, yo, this, this shit is fucked up, man. <laughs> yeah, man, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, they don't know what they're doing, man. If they listen to me, we love that part of the day. Yeah. So I understand these people, but they need to shut the fuck up. Uh, that's all I had to I mean, that's all I had to keep it funky with this week, man. That just really irked my nerves. Well, that was a good one. You got me. You got me on 10. Um, I want to say this very quietly so only all the listeners can hear me. I don't want this to go outside of this. Fuck the IRS. <laughs> Fuck the IRS. And I'm saying it quietly. Like, I don't want the IRS to come after me because I know they got, they, they got pulled. Oh, come but on now. It's like, I'm one of the one of the Americans that did not receive a second stimulus payment, who have to file my taxes and do a, a rebate to get the six hundred dollars that they were supposed to get people who make under seventy five thousand dollars. I'm one of the people, right? Cool, whatever. They just now this past week they pushed back the date to when you could file your taxes. So now it's no longer January thirty first; it's February twelfth. So, and they, and I read a little article, they're talking about they're doing this so that they can have the infrastructure together and they'll be able, there'll be less glitches and people can get their payments faster, do, 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 all this. My nigga. But when y'all want money from me, y'all don't waste no time. I can't set a date and be like, hey, da, 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 da. Now I can't pay you on the 31st, I gotta pay you on the 12th. If you, you gonna take your shit on the 31st and fuck everything else I gotta pay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So... It's a quiet fuck you to the IRS, but um, I will be filing my taxes and I hope y'all are able to process that properly. And also, it's like the bureaucracy of it, man. The bureaucracy, the filing of the paperwork. Da, 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 da. Um, I've had my identity stolen once before, right? So wow. I get a certain number every year that I have to file my taxes with to confirm my identity. One year, I didn't change my address in time, so I couldn't get this number. So I had to file my taxes through the mail to even get someone on the phone or do anything. It was like the hardest shit 
in the way I had to, I had to, to schedule an appointment to meet someone in person to talk about my situation. It was like three weeks, four weeks out. Mind you, this isn't in a pandemic. This is just a regular year. I needed my refund. I needed that money to live. Y'all take my shit before I even see the motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. I work, I can work 40 hours, 60 hours, 80 hours, whatever I work. Before I get my compensation, y'all done already. Thank you. Let me get that. Let me let me get that. Strong arm. No gun. They robbing niggas with no gun. And I'm not gonna say y'all robbing. I know what y'all doing. Y'all y'all building roads and schools. No, they robbing, and, paying, and paying police officers and shit like that, right? Whatever. But it's just like when you really get into the system and you have to, we talk about systems again, you have to file paperwork or set an appointment. Did it and guess what? Say you go to the appointment, you don't have the right paperwork. Oh, well, we can't help you today. You got to set another appointment that's more weeks away. Now, put on top of that, it's a fucking pandemic. It's people that have been living off of credit cards. It's people that got their kids at home. I've, I've watched the story. This, this, this couple got like four kids, and they've been out of work since March. What if, they, what if this family didn't get their stimulus? They going in more debt. Yeah. Waiting on y'all. I'm just saying get it together. Um, now, I'm, I would never take any of this out on the workers, even though some of the IRS workers are whole bitches. But, you know what I'm saying? Just quiet, quiet fuck you to the IRS. That's all I gotta say. Okay. Listen. The gangsters, the biggest gangsters are the gangsters you don't see. Or here. Or here. So the IRS are definitely the biggest gangsters. If anybody, listen, they don't lock gangsters. They don't lock mob bosses up for murder or racketeering or, you know, extortion. What they lock them up for? Tax, Tax evasion. They don't play about their money, nigga. You can murder the whole block. If you ain't pay one year of taxes, they gonna come get that shit. And then they are gonna add that shit on top of it. Oh yeah, you murdered a couple people. So now we got more symptoms to get you. Listen. I don't play with the IRS. Pay your taxes. And if you were doing PVP scams and shit like that, they coming to get you. That's probably why they that's probably why they pushed it back so they can they can uh, round up their team. You know what I'm saying? They probably got the squads flying out right now to go get niggas. Listen, that's why I said it very quietly. I hope this doesn't get outside of this this community that we're building. It's just mm -hmm. who you know what I'm saying? And thank and listen, thank God that I have other sources of income than my job because it's like they like there's like it's you know they always talk about the hard-working blue-collar american we're doing it for them like say i had one job one source of income da -da -da, i wouldn't be able to live <laughs> you can't like they they, they talk all this shit about industry but they would they don't reward the people that clock into work do an honest day's work go home and law-abiding citizens that pay their taxes they those are the people that seem like they get the short end of the fucking stick and the people that don't get the motherfucking money when they're giving it out but guess what the corporations that funded the fucking that funded the motherfucking um the campaigns these motherfuckers don't pay shit <laughs> it's just the hypocrisy. that's what it is it's the hypocrisy you tell us one thing but this the truth is really another 
and we've seen we saw it with the capital capital uh, riot y'all tell us that y'all are about law and order and make america great again but when it comes down to it you're a capper you're a liar you're not about none of that shit you don't have no integrity you don't have no morals but if a nigga still a backpack you'll lock his ass up for three years but if a nigga still a podium his ass is in front of the judge out on bet if a nigga breaks into a federal building steals property shits on the floor that motherfucker gonna get in front of a judge and it's just the hypocrisy for me and you not about to piss on me and tell me it's raining you fucks that's why i'm going to argentina because in argentina you know what happens the tax man knock on your door and he'd be like give me the money or i'm stealing some of your shit you know what i respect him i don't respect i mean quietly I didn't say none of that. I'm just saying, I know it's piss. I know it's piss. That's what I'm saying. I mean, listen, we talk about, uh, if you subscribe to what the media says, right? You listen to CNN, you listen to all these news outlets. They claim what happened at the Capitol was un-American. Founding fathers would roll over their graves as they saw what happened. It's a, it's a mockery to the Constitution. But if you th- these are real patriots. But if you think about it, let's dig deep. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying it's okay if it's based off a. Uh, let's give it. Let's talk. Let's throw in the back. Throw in the back that it might. They, they might be mad about the election results, right? But let's look at the underlying message. These people were not happy about what their government officials were doing or how they felt about something. So they took it to the streets and they took it to where they took it to these niggas. They did not, they weren't protest. They started to protest, but they really, they, they, whoever led and planned this shit, the siege, the capital, that's as American as Bud Light. You know what I'm saying? The siege and to the run up on politicians and to storm capitals and to be violent, that's as American as apple pie. You know what I'm saying? They, you know what I'm saying, to understand. Hello. Well, you, they see you. Oh. Because I said hello. Mech is crawling on the floor not to be seen. What? Uh, <laughs> uh, don't go in there. What do you need? Okay. Uh, yeah, this is as American as apple pie. Say something else that's American. What um, apple uh, pie is American? What baseball. else is baseball? Baseball. Yeah, baseball. Uh, you know, you think about the four founders when the the when the quote unquote four founders when the uh, you know the British came. What they do? Paul Revere went and. You know, did whatever he needed to do to go tell the people that they like that story, man. That was a good story. That they were that they were coming. You know, what I'm saying that the British are coming. The British are coming. You know, what I'm saying uh, they ran up on the White House. You know, burnt that. Then they burned down the White House. They burned down the White House. Well, you know, way back in our history days. You know, what I'm saying. Uh, uh, what else they do? You know, sieging things. You know, the American. You know, seizing capitals. Capitals, is you know what America does best. Over mm-hmm. the, the the throw coups, you know what I'm saying? To mm-hmm. overrun things. 
that's America. They love to, they love to fund the coup. They love to fund the coup. They love to uh, overrun and uh, take down the government. What they've been doing in Cuba and, and Haiti and all these other places is American. Now, I don't, I don't approve of, uh, you know, being mad over election result, but if they felt that way and they wanted to do something about it, that's what an American is supposed to do is go, we are, we, we want our, we want something, we're going to go get it. No, we're going to. I wouldn't it. be in the streets. I wouldn't be in the streets. But, you know, if somebody felt that passionate about something, isn't that what we're supposed to, you know what I'm saying? As a citizen, isn't that what you're supposed to do when something is wrong and you, you know what I'm saying? You go take it, you go, you go see who the fucking person is messing about. Like, what if, in, like, I think I said it last year, last week, what if it really was about like the government was really playing in everybody's faces? And what if they was really mad that the government said, we're going to give you $2,000 and then you don't get it. Now these people can't eat. Like you said, the family of four, they've been unemployed for six, seven months. They got fed, they got four kids and they were waiting for the IRS or somebody gave them $2,000. IRS playing in their face. What did they rent up in the IRS building? You know what I'm saying? Like that's like, you need to stop planting. Niggas need to understand 2021, you're gonna stop playing in people's faces. Cause niggas ain't yeah. about that shit anymore, bro. And especially these people when we talking about Trump supporters, these are people that they've been they've been preparing for shit like this for a long oh, time. Yeah. They've been they've been preparing yeah. for they got militias. They've been doing training exercises. They stockpiling ammunition and things of that nature. They've been they've been ready for war. Like you know, what I'm saying as much as these government agencies, the FBI, are targeting Black Lives Matter, they, the, the real threat has always been these people. <laughs> like, the real threat, you know what I'm saying? Besides, besides foreign terror, domestic terrorists have been the real culprit. So, but you're right. What, what do people do? What, in the great words of Tupac, but niggas been knocking at the door talking about singing at the door. Hey, can we get in? Can we get in? But when after a while, niggas gonna be like, fuck it. I'm breaking down the door. I'm, and I'm not listening. My ain't no means am I justifying the shit that them niggas did or at, at um the Capitol. But I'm just saying, we talking about humans, we talking about people, we talking about humans. And it's crazy that the people who who have been unheard, but I don't know if the white people, I, I tweeted recently, like, damn, white people, they've just been fed up. I was being sarcastic. They've been fed up after years of being unheard and da, da, da. But like, these white people, they kind of feel like they have been unheard. And that's why they got behind Trump so hard is because they are the people who, he, they felt like he was speaking for them. Like he, was, he wasn't the politician. He wasn't the status. They thought he was gonna be a change for them. So I understand. Listen, I see why they're doing what they're that's doing. That's what hey, hey, that's why we're very impartial. You know what I'm saying? We might, we might have we might not rock with them fully, but you know, being impartial, you kind of understand where they're coming from. You know yeah, because they even though they have the privilege, they they are so they're so <laughs> they're so privileged, they don't even know they got it. You feel me? Yeah. Like they they think that they oh god damn, we don't get shit. We get the shit in this thing every time, not knowing that there's people a whole group of people who really are the backs that the country stands on. You know what I'm saying? The country stood on, the country made its wealth on. You know what I'm saying? Before the Industrial Revolution, this country, this country was 
by the hands of my people. Yeah. So you know yeah. what I'm saying? The foundation, the bricks. So when you really say like, when you, when you ask that question, that's a great question. Like what, this is American as it is. Niggas, the Boston, the, they love to teach about the Boston Tea Party. Boston Tea Party, what you talking about? It's shit. They love to teach about that shit, the American Revolution. Oh, and why And why did the American Revolution start, right? Well, they told us that they were mad, the colleagues were mad that they were taxing them so high. The taxes. <laughs> they were like, you know what? This ain't fair. We out here busting our ass in England is just taking our money and doing none of the work. So this no is what they saw. Without representation. You know what I'm saying? No taxation. Without representation. So this they gave us representation, yeah. but then it's like, it's it's all a, um, what they call it? It's like giving niggas the un, un, unplugged controller. Yeah. They're telling you you're playing, but you're not playing. So. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we right now, we're getting out the matrix. People are... I think we were very, we were very shocked by the moment. But when you start thinking about it, it probably shit was the last four years. Probably was leading up to this. So it's like you know, you know, we're living listen, in history. We're living in history, brother. You put everything on top of each other. Like we always know, it's every, there's always a precursor to shit that happened. There's always a you know what I'm saying. There's always a first punch before you see the second punch. Yeah, and you know, you add on top of this, COVID. Yeah. Unemployment, up, And speaking of fed up, man, I watched uh, before I got on before we started recording. I watched a movie by Nate Parker, Americans, American Skin, right? And the it, it ties well in what we're talking about is because you know not to give too much about it, but Nate Parker's son was killed by the police, right? Um, and of course, as a black man, you know he didn't get as a black person, he didn't get justice, quote unquote, right? Like they didn't take. The, the the DA or whoever you know decided they didn't have enough uh, evidence or information or uh, was a probable cause to charge the, the the officer with the murder of his son. So what did Nate Parker do? Mm. He stormed the police. Him 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 and his niggas who were ex Marines squatted up, had a documentary crew whatever, and stormed the fucking police uh, the police building and had court with the had a trial with the uh, the officer that killed his son. Now I only say that because there was this one. There was a scene where his uh, his baby mother was like, you know, uh, why are you doing this? We can do this peacefully. You know what I'm saying? Just come home, release everybody. And he was fed up. He was like, why do I have to do it peacefully? Why do we, the black people, have to do anything peacefully in this country? White people. Get the, when they get mad, they storm, they yell, they revolt, they run up on people, they're violent. But you black people were expected to take, the, you know, look the other direction while the you know people do shit like this. You know what I'm saying? He got tired of it. He got tired of it and he took control of a situation and he felt what was right and what was needed in his, in, to, you know, get his point across. And I think, you know, it's telling, it's, it's, it's telling to me that like, you know, my brother dies not on here, but We've been saying that, like, if black people really decide to get on some shit and start storming shit like these white people did, it'd be a scary time in this country. Yeah, yeah, some people might have to die, but shit, in the long run, a lot of people died in the civil rights movement. But you know, we're here now because of the people that laid down their blood. You know what I'm saying? If we mm -hmm. really want to take this shit to the next level, niggas don't have to squad up. Niggas don't have to strap up. 
I mean, yeah. go do some shit like that because that's the only way people are gonna listen. Like we said, buy us some money. We only got the money. So what's that? What else next? What else is next? That these mm-hmm. these politicians are scared now. People are scared now. What are they gonna do? They're yeah. probably gonna like you know what I'm saying. Like it's like you know people. If you talk radical, people think you're radical, but you just you be, you're just a, a historian. I wouldn't even call it a historian. I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't even call you a radical. I call you a historian. You know what I'm yeah, but it's two things. Don't nobody and we've I've heard this before. You don't. No one's gonna give you power. You gotta take it. Yeah, you gotta take power. And number two, to answer the question, I guess that the dude in the movie's wife asked him, like, "Yo, why aren't you being peaceful?" And he he came back with his response, like, "Nah, the I'm, peace. Me being peaceful is not working." But I feel like a lot of people, especially when you add religion and you feel like live and let live, like a lot of religious beliefs into it, we fell for the lie of the way you solve things being peaceful. Like, no, you can talk to somebody and there'll be an understanding and we'll, we'll sit down. And also, no, that's not the lie. The lie that they tried to flip that, especially talk black people are really aggressive. Black people are ultra violent. Black people are super predators. Black people, you know what I'm saying? This is things that we heard and it's perpetuated. Look at their music. They're always talking about violence and women and, and beating women and bitches. And da, da, da. Look at look at look what he does. Look at what that look at their household. Look at their family. Da, da, da. They that's a lie that was told that kind of affects like the lie was effective. Yeah. They're telling us though we're the most violent people. So when we act violent, they're like, look, see, I told you. That's the okie doke. No. Look at history. I said it the day that the thing happened in, in the Capitol. We know who's the most violent people in this country. And it ain't the minorities. We know who it is. We've always known who it was. But the lie was a good lie. It was a lie that makes you second guess. Like, nah, let me not, but see, a lot of people, they don't second guess, especially my hood, people in the hood are like, no, I'm not second guess violence first. <laughs> no, like, no, we ain't about to talk this out. Like, you about to catch these hands yeah. and then you could, you could, you, you could talk to Jack Johnson and Tom O'Leary. You know I mean? <laughs> shout out to, shout out to Anchorman. But, um, you know, that, those two things, power is never given, it's taken. You know what I'm saying? And I was watching, um, what was I watching? Snowfall. And I'm, I just finished the first season, great show. And um, I'm just watching him build the empire, right? I'm watching him build what he's building. And then it's like, I also think about royalty and hierarchy. And like, you think about the old royals in Europe and shit like that. People did a lot of things for power. They killed their fathers, they yep. killed their uncles, they poisoned people, they started wars, they did like, this is the human age. Like, there's, we, this is what people do. They, people are treacherous. They're yes, treacherous. Sir. They'll do whatever. They'll do whatever to get the spot. You know, because it made me think of um the first season. It's the uh the, the Mexican family, right? The young lady, she has a lot of ambition, but her uncle is in her way. What does yeah. she do? What does she do? She knocks him off. Get that nigga out the way. She gets him out the way, and I was like, it was part of me like, damn, she's about to betray her family. She's about to kill half her family to get what she wants. But it's like, no, that's common. We're talking about power. We're talking about influence. We're talking about money. People will do whatever for those mm-hmm. things. So you got to don't ever go against human nature. Like the nature of people is there will kill you for your position. Yeah. And 
the, the lie that they told us is like, no, we're going to handle this in courts, their courts. <laughs> they have the judge. They pick the jury. They do everything. Well, they say you get to pick a jury. Your peers, but you know I'm saying we've seen the juries that black people been in front of. You feel what I'm saying? Well, it seems like you've seen this movie before it even happened. Like, because he was, he quote unquote picked the jury and there was a, it needed extra people. So they had a lockup. So he picked, he picked uh, like six people that they had locked up. Uh, yes, bro. Right. And the cop was like, nah, you, he, they can't be on it. They're not a period. They're not, a, they're, those are my peer, my peers. The cop was saying that. And uh, Nate Parker was like, welcome to my life. <laughs> I don't know them people don't look like me. Them people don't know my life. But so it's like the the lie. Yeah. Violence isn't the way. We're gonna be diplomatic. This is a diplomatic. This is a uh, this is a diplomatic country. We're 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 representative republic. You you vote for people and they represent you. They make your argument for you and then we come together and we do what's best for the people. But guess what? Their courts are filled with them. The other people, the people, their their the Senate. The legislative, and then your state legislative, your your school, your your school council, your student, all that shit. You know what I'm saying? So it's, you know, it, it it's it's what it is. So like I'm saying, know the system, bro. Like the Matrix. That's why Matrix is one of my favorite movies because it's 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 a great it's a great allegory for the system of this world. It's what it is. There's there's representatives, there's judges, there's cops. Everybody falls in a place and everybody's supposed to have their role. The citizen is not, the citizen is supposed to be the one that's making the, the population, you know what I'm saying? But the citizen's at the bottom. Mm-hmm. The few hold the power and they tell the masses what to do. But see, just like you saw in DC, there's more of us than them. And, and it's and, and it's not even and then you people and they try to and we always say race and race they use race to separate us because it's the easiest way to divide people. But when you think about it, it's the have and have nots. We talk about it's classism. It's not racism. Look at class. Look at the class. They use racism to be like, no, I'm white and I'm better than them. But the whole time, your kids and my kids go to the same fucking school with no fucking books and teachers underpaid. And you know what I'm saying like it's deep. We know this, but I'm saying like that's what it is, bro. Like we just we know what it is so that you can do like the lady who went to Bali and say, you know what? I'm not playing that shit. I'm going to yeah. get this U.S. money and guess where I'm going to spend it? In fucking Bali. Yeah. And then above all that shit, once you know the system, you actually have to be on the right side. You have to be a good person. This is what, through all this new shit, they get clouded, bro. There's a the gray area. They love to play in the gray area of this shit. There is a right and there is a wrong. Now, sometimes there's debate and we can, we can have it and you can, you can debate with yourself, what you will do for whatever, but they want to play in the gray too much, right and wrong. Be on, be, do what's right. And if you want to know what's right, ask me, I'll tell you. We do it every week. Miles Talks Consultants, hire us. I'm not a rich man. I'm not a poor man. I'm just a man. (laughs) No, I, somebody else said something. What the fuck was I living? Uh, oh, so I also watch this. I, I watch I watch a lot of media. So uh, Disney Plus is some show like they live in a remote place in Alaska, and this dude they were working on something, and he was like, uh, "I'm rich in I'm rich in I'm not rich in money, but I'm rich in other things." Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Another way to say what Christian said. Well, I'm saying. I mean, that kind of turned into 
conversation piece, but I know you we was talking uh you uh you wanted to slander uh Sammy for a little bit from Jersey Shore and I wanna Oh yeah, yeah, we, we let's let's we'll lighten it up because you know we had it we had a hit. We got the nail was sticking out and we both had the yeah. hammer, so he's like nigga, might as well knock that bitch in. Yeah. Um, yeah, so all the TV I've been watching since we are quarantined, ain't nothing to do but watch TV, exercise, cook, shit. So Shout out to my man Chris. He's a he's a, also a fan. We we talk Jersey Shore. I got into Jersey Shore through um the the family reunion shit. So when they older, so I'm like I'm seeing them after the show. I'm like yo, Paulie D is a million multimillionaire DJ. Vinny is a stripper in in Vegas. He's business owner, all this shit like that. Mike went to jail. Snooki got kids. Jenny got kids. Angelina get married. Sammy not on the show. Whatever. So I got Hulu. They have all the old seasons of um of Jersey Shore. And by chance, I walk in on the video shoot, SoFly coming out this week. Uh Ali, Music Mac, and Don Alate. Did I say his name right? Don Alte. Don Alte. Um, shameless plug. Um, but um, so I walk into this crib the night before the shoot. Him and his lady, they got Hulu on, and guess what they're watching? Jersey Shore. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be a great night. <laughs> we gonna get some liquor, we gonna get some food, and we gonna watch Jersey Shore. So he started it, and then I just got back to my crib and I started watching seasons. And I wasn't watching Jersey Shore when it was on, but I knew about it. I might have caught an episode here and there, but I watched the whole third season and I saw the relationship between Ronnie and Sammy. And after watching this relationship, I'm like, yo, this is one of the worst relationships of all time. <laughs> This is this is this is worse than Tasha and Ghost. This is this shit is like I don't know any other relationship as toxic as that one, like fictional or non-fictional. And that's what I'm saying. And, and they shit was fictional, but this shit was real. So like the whole season is a roller coaster. And I've never been in a relationship like this where we fought and made up, fought and made up, fought. I mean, I've never been in a relationship like this. So to watch these white people be on TV and 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 argue and yell and cuss each other out and lie to each other. I was like, yo, there's there's never been a more toxic couple. Mm-mm. Never been a more toxic couple. I can't think of them off the top of my head. And equally toxic too. Like you might think it's one-sided. No, no, it's mm-hmm. not just Ronnie. Sammy, the sweetheart, she mm-hmm. was doing, she be in her bag, texting niggas, telling niggas to pull up, twerking in front. But like Ronnie, I would say this, Ronnie is an easy mark. Mm-hmm. He's very emotional. Yes. Ronnie is, he doesn't, he doesn't process things. He just reacts. And now he was a young man when all this shit was happening. So I understand, you know, as a young man, you just react. You're not really deep thinking about things. But she, it was one show, one scene where like they broke up, but they lived together. They broke up. He trashes the room, throws her shit out the house. Fucks her shit up, but they still go out to party. So it's crazy. She's like, you know what? Fuck that. We'll clean up later. Let's go out. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So they go out to the party. And guess what? They go to the exact same club. So what do you think is going to commence? The most pettiest of relationships is going to happen. I'm going to try to make you jealous, and you're going to watch me do it. She literally stands on top of the table and says, who's the hottest guy in here? I need a hot guy right now. <laughs> That's like me going to the club and my ex is right there. And I'm like, I need a big booty bitch on my dick, right? Like, whatever. So she does this. And what, and of course, women, they get niggas like that. It don't take nice. much. You can get it on, and listen, it don't take even a handsome, the handsomer the nigga is, it might hurt the nigga's feeling more. But you just need a, you just need a nigga. That's all you need. 
Shout out to Tuka play that game. Vivica mm-hmm. Fox used this tactic as well. Um, so she proceeds to start twerking on that nigga in front of the nigga. So Ronnie, who's emotional, he sees this happening. And what he does exactly what you think he'll do. He blows his top, gets angry, goes back to the crib, and he proceeds to fuck all of her shit up. <laughs> he goes to the crib and starts breaking shit, throwing shit, smashing shit. She comes home, sees it, breaks down in tears. And he's and in this, and now Ronnie's in tears. <laughs> Ronnie he, on. As you catch up to like season six, Ronnie sheds a lot of tears. Ronnie, no, bro. a crier, bro. Ronnie's a crier. He's a crier. I saw from the family reunion they did like a, a, a reel of all the times Ronnie been crying over the years. <laughs> this nigga cry all the time. <laughs> he let them tears go, bro. Yeah, bro. That's a good trait for man. Let it out. He let it out at the wrong time. He's cry before you break shit, I guess. But um. Listen, I will give, I will give, I will give Ronnie this. Like when he wasn't dealing with Sam, so one, it took him about four and a half seasons to get that shit together, right? Yes. Uh, but when Ron wasn't doing dealing with Sam's bullshit, he was actually not a bad guy, right? Like, yeah. He was fun. He was. He was. You know, with the girls need the other girls needed advice. He would give them advice. Spiraling. Spiraling. Ron. Ron. Juice. And he Come would on. knock nigga. He would knock niggas the fuck out. You know what I'm saying? About that action, he was about to smoke, um, but it took it took them after who was in a relationship. It took them after season four when Snooki had her nigga, and she started with G- G- I forgot the nigga name Giovanni or Gianni. whatever, Gianni whatever, and they were toxic. And then Sammy was like, "Is that what y'all did with us?" They were like, "Yes." And I think that's when they realized, oh shit, we gotta get our shit together. Cause like they were not just toxic to everybody else. They were to- toxic to themselves. They were toxic to everybody else. They were ruining everybody's fun. At 22, 23 years old, you just wanna go out and party, you bring home bitches and bring home niggas, and that's it. You don't wanna don't deal with people shit. arguing all fucking day and shit and ruining it. And I don't know who was living with them in that room when Ronnie started fucking shit up. I think it would have been Mike. But it was like, Mike. It was Mike. You fucking my shit up too. Like, no, I gotta live there too, my nigga. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, come on, son. But guess time. what? All of that toxicity made for great television. Was it primetime television? Great television. Just like my man Navadius. All his toxic shit make for great music. So pain does create good art. But if I would not, I I would not want to have to deal with that to make good art. You know what I'm saying? So not on a constant, not on a constant, bro. When you say that shit about how they they live with other roommates, they when you guys are fighting, it shuts down everything. When someone's fighting in front of you, there's nothing you could do. Like it's not like they could leave the house. They probably couldn't even go out, bro. You're fighting at three in the morning, six in the morning. We're going. We're trying to sleep. <laughs> trying to sleep because y'all are fighting. And we can't, and you can't interject because you're just gonna throw fuel on it. You gotta let them just burn out. You gotta let the flame go. What if we had joints over there that night? You can't even get it popping because it's loud, like. Bro, I would have, but like, I think the producers probably did a lot of producing on that. They probably told them like, no, just because I would have jumped in that shit. Like, yo, y'all need to break the fuck up. <clears throat> Stop Somebody this. Had to shit. Leave. Like, no, the problem is they was in the same fucking house. Like, and I'm pretty sure if they said, like, if you break up and you leave, you're off the show. Bro. And they were getting back. She came back in season three. She left. 
talking about, I just got to get my head right. She left and came back and did the same shit. Literally, she left the crib, talking about, I can't do this no more. Came back and did this shit some more. That bag, that probably they probably they were probably getting a pretty good bag. Like you can tell when you started watching the first season, they were broke. And then the East season hack started going on. When they pulled up, they pulled up to the crib with a little, little bit. Yeah, nice better cars. You know, saying they were getting money, so I'm pretty sure the, the producer was like, "If you leave, that's it." Yeah, true. At 23, you're getting that. paid. You're getting paid to party. That's true. That's true. But yeah, I just had like if you haven't watched Jersey Shore, I promise you it's an easy watch, people. Um, funny moments. You got Paulie, you got Vinny, you got Snooky, you got Angelina first two seasons, then you got Dina coming season three. You got Jenny. And um, these are white people, yes, but the top, top tier entertaining white people. And also, it, it helps me laugh even more because. I know that some of them were also on cocaine while they're filming this. If you think like, oh, they're doing, if you add into your back of your mind, like, oh, these people are on coke, it makes it even funnier. <laughs> so I do recommend, you know what I'm saying? Especially, you know, we stuck at home for, <clears throat> I don't know when lockdown going to live shit. The rest of it, you know, indefinitely is something to watch. Um, Keeping it in the, you know, the, keeping it in the topic, the little phase. We're going to do a little pivot. I want to talk about the Bus It Challenge. Um, it's going around on Twitter. It was going, I think, la- even last episode, we, we spoke about it. Actually, we didn't speak about it directly, but indirectly, we spoke about it. It's a challenge with girls. So they start off looking kind of bummy. They're doing a little, and it's to a girl song. I cannot remember her name, but we're going to give her a shout out now. Erica Banks, I think. Erica Banks. She got a song, Bus It. It uses a Nelly sample. And uh, girls start out looking kind of bummy, and then they drop down and they proceed to use their mega knees to bounce their ass a little bit. And they look, they either have their makeup on, a nice dress, a nice outfit. And I guess the, the point is to bust it. You know what I'm saying? Bust it open. You know what I'm saying? Bounce their ass a little bit. There's some girls with titties, been bouncing their titties, whatever. You can do your little spin on it. Some people have been using it to be funny. But the challenge has been going, and um, it's, it's going strong still. Shit, two weeks later. And um, now... If you're in a relationship, this challenge might not be something that you might want to be a part of. I'm going to speak from a male perspective. Now, whenever that song comes from your phone as a nigga, your girl automatically thinks you're looking at bitches. Yeah, I've, I've, I've honestly, wow, I don't know if you've been living my life, but you, you get it right on the head, nigga. Like, I would be upstairs, let's like, I would, I think I was watching a funny one. And I might have the door open, and the song came, same song came on, and Mecca ran. I'm like, you looking at bitches? I said, no. It's not that. It's not. It's, and one of the best skits to come out of the Busting Channel is a dude called Southside Ju, Juju. Um, I believe that's his name on Instagram. But he's he's the funny nigga that, not the yadas. Yeah, yeah. That nigga, um, Southside Ju, he did a skit. Perfect, 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 perfect skit. He was on his phone. And he he was thought he was alone. So he started going down the thread. You know what I'm saying? Getting his getting his little looks off. You know what I'm saying? Watching somebody bust it over. His girl comes in the room, knocks him upside the head. And he, he was like, What? She's like, I told you stop looking at that fucking challenge. He's like, No, no, no. I was looking at my mom and my aunt did it. So you look, she was like, You're looking at your mom and your ex. 
your mom and your aunt but she's like no they did it different they did it funny <laughs> like he was copping please and then his girl was like find the challenge if you can't find it you know what i'm saying so the busted challenge is a woman challenge chris yeah. you, can, you can google you can take over on this but it's a challenge that the women have spearheaded and they're doing it and they're killing it a lot of women are killing it i've seen some whack ones but um but you know, a lot of women like they they getting their little thing on. They they they're they're showing you like their little chill vibe, and then they showing you they dress up how they could turn it up vibe, and it's it's entertaining. Yeah, man, uh, it's entertainment for women. Well, I mean, man, we are enjoying it, but it's a woman challenge. So all you niggas out there, I've seen a couple of you niggas out here doing trying to do the buzzer challenge. Like saw a nigga do it, and he just wanted to get off different fits. I'm like, nah, this this ain't this ain't for you dog like you know what i'm saying like let the women have their shit just enjoy black women being black women doing black women things man you know oh yeah saying? and i also seen another side to this i seen some white a white woman did it and i guess she did it well and then someone used the meme from uh don't be a menace in south central while drinking juice in the hood when the nigga was like my white nubian queen or whatever <laughs> so it's like I saw one where doc, i think funny. i saw one i didn't see the, the complete one i saw the one where dr umar was on it when she, the white woman was about to bust and Dr. Umar, they did the clip where Dr. Umar was looking at me and I was like, oh, I, I felt disappointed. Yeah, man. But it, it was definitely a woman of color thing. They started it. We see other women doing doing their thing with it, but um, yeah, you niggas it just shows me there's, there's so many women in the world and there's so many good looking women. Oh my God, y'all look good. Good, good, good. I'm I turn it. I turn into an old. I turn into a sixty-year-old nigga with a Cadillac watching this shit. I'm like, baby, what you? I'm I'm ready to give things to some women off these challenges. I'm like, listen, I'll buy so you many another beautiful dress. women out here, man. You out here arguing with niggas on the internet? What's wrong with y'all? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, bro. Listen, girls is doing. You could listen. You could choose your side. You could be arguing with niggas about going to Bali. Or you could be watching the Busted Challenge videos, figuring out these girls' profiles and sliding in their DMs <laughs> with a good proposition. With yeah. a good proposition. Don't don't come at that with no lame shit. This is a player podcast. If you gonna hit up a lady, you better have something to offer her. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? Pay it's a bill. 2021. So Ain't we just gonna stay. Pay Ain't nothing wrong with pay a bill. I was. You took the words out of my mouth. It's 2021. <laughs> Hey, pay a bill, young man. You can't just be offering dick. Nah. You got to have some monetary, some behind it, or an excursion, some type of experience. Because we we we, talk, we talked about ballers before. But the reason why women like niggas with money is because they offer experiences. Uh-huh. It's not just they paying for bags and shit. That's the, that's the, that's the low-level player. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's a good word. Low-level playing. That's the low-level low the high level player, he's giving these women, he's enriching these women with experiences. Mm-hmm. Come fuck with me in Houston. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, we're gonna be on a penthouse. We're gonna be eating this food. We're gonna be listening to this music. We're gonna go shopping here. Yes, it's gonna be some money spent. Of course, it's money spent. But that experience of flying out, going to a rooftop, getting dressed up, eating dinner partying, popping Don Julio and Casamigos, 
know what I'm saying? It's an experience, high level player. You can't just come out with your dick. Listen, dick is everywhere. Experience. You're just giving this game away for free. You just gave away listen, a lot of game for free. Listen, anchor gonna pay us. Yep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You give away a game for free. Listen, that's the best bag. Bag is gonna depreciate. Yes. Experience is gonna appreciate forever. forever. You always gonna remember that one time in Houston. And listen. And- a real player, they know about the off the beaten path shit. Any nigga could take a bitch to Atlanta or Houston. You gotta take a bitch somewhere off the beaten path and show her the time of her life. And you know, you know why that's even better? That's a perfect ammo to get your bitch back. Oh yeah. Like you remember that time we went to, you know, the, the water off of you know Miami, but it was just me and you. You said we went to the keys. Yeah, we went to the Keys. Yeah, we went to the Keys. We just chill, you know what I'm saying? Just me. I miss that, you know what I'm saying? I rented the boat, and we did the jet skis. And then, you and know, then a real the- player, a real player is going to say all that shit. And then when he ends the message, he's going to say, check your email. There's a flight ticket. Boom. Come on now. It's up to you. You're not going to miss that flight. She's not going to miss that flight. Listen, the re- every listen, it's psychological. It's really psychological. You and just like I said, don't slide in no bitch DMs without no type of proposal, not a marriage proposal, an excursion, an event, an experience, something that is enticing. Dick is enticing a little bit, but not when she's not horny. If she in her right mind, not drunk or nothing, she gotta be like, oh, this nigga talking about this. Something that she could brag to her friends about. Mm-hmm. That's what it really be. <laughs> when she hit the group chat. It got to be some shit that she said, like, look, look at this. And it's impressive. And then, then you give her the dick and you, de- you deliver her a couple orgasms. She's stalking you now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you set yourself up for trouble, young man. I mean, but this is it's, with much power comes much responsibility. But I'm just saying the busted challenge is a challenge that is for the ladies. Niggas just let them do their thing. Goddamn. In 2021, we want to let things be for people who it's for. Okay? Yes, please. Let it let it be for them. It's okay. We gonna have our shit. We gonna have I seen a nigga try to pull out the guns for the bus. I saw time. that too. I saw that nigga, too. Nigga, no one wants to see your artillery, my G. Like this is not the time. So now you're telling the feds, like the feds ain't on the internet and, that you got And of course, you're like, they all legal, they all registered in my name, whatever. I don't care. I want to. You can I'm have not, too I, many guns. The government says you can have too many guns. They're going to run up in your shit. Let the women dance. That's the problem with these thirsty niggas, bro. That's the problem. They don't want. Listen, if the girls are having fun, you're going to have fun. Let the girls have fun. That's the, yeah. the thirsty nigga that want to be all around the bitches when they're dancing in a group trying to put his dick on her butt. You're ruining the vibe. Let them twerk on each other. And then they'll get themselves worked up. Now they're looking for the pipe. Yeah. And who, and who got the pipe? You got the pipe. Yeah. To give. Simple. Um, Another transition. Speaking, I, I dropped, I talked about Houston. A big trade happened. Yep. James Harden, Houston Rocket, is now a Brooklyn Net. Uh, I believe it was a four-team trade. It wound up with James Harden. He he did it. He forced himself out. 
of Houston. Now he's in Brooklyn. And just like kind of like John Wall, when we talked about that, um, him getting traded, he didn't force it. But it's like he went from a good city to another good city, like New York City. Cool. Now, COVID kind of makes it a little different. But um, Houston to New York, bro, that's a same market, bigger market. Houston, New York is the biggest market. Mm -hmm. So it's like opportunities are still there for him. Um, it's probably even more in media now. Probably going to see his face even more if they have a great season. But it's scary. It's scary. I'll no even with no Kyrie. I think uh, he dropped. James Harden dropped thirty-two. Katie dropped forty-two. Now it was against the Magic, but just seeing them together, it's it. It looks great as a basketball How fan. How do you feel? So <laughs> I got it on my chest. Yeah, that's, that's what I was asked. How do you? Feel? I'm on Oklahoma. I was I've been an Oklahoma City fan since two thousand eight. I saw them draft. I saw them draft Russell Westbrook. I saw them draft um, James Harden. I saw them draft Jeff. Well, Jeff Green played for the, uh, the SuperSonics, but um, I saw the big. I saw the three. I was there. I've lost money on the finals when they played the Heat. It was like that big three was real, bro. But it was just like they was young. They were still becoming who they was. I saw James go to Houston because they didn't want to pay him the money to bag that Houston was gonna pay him. I seen Russell leave, go to Houston, and then now he's in D.C. I seen Katie leave to go to the – now Jeff Green, James Harden, and Kevin Durant are on the Brooklyn Nets. It, I, I'm, I'm not mad, you know what I'm saying, because as much as I root for Oklahoma City Thunder, it's just for fun. Like, it, it makes it more interesting to be rooting for a certain team or organization instead of just, like, room for players, like, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, I like the the whole process of building teams and shit. It's cool to watch. But um, I will, I was mad at Kevin Durant when he left, but I, I'm always going to be a Kevin Durant fan. Um, James Harden when he left, but I, James, James Harden, all the shit that he went through in Houston, when he's on that court, he's top three. Like, he's yeah. top three in the game, but it's like LeBron, Katie, him. Like, well, Steph, he's top five. He's top five. We'll say he's top mm -hmm. five. It's debatable. You can put it where you want to put him. But on that offensive end, that motherfucker is bad, man. And mm. not just scoring the ball. Passing, creating for other people. That's the part of the game they forget about James Harden. Yes, he's going to dribble. But if he takes his mind, he had 14 assists. His first game, triple-double. He had triple-double. Triple first, first player to have a 30-point triple-double in a debut. Meaning, meaningless stat. But um, as a Thunder fan, you know, it's, it's it brings back some nostalgia. I will say this. If you watch that 2011 finals, um, James Harden disappeared, and that's why they lost the finals. He did not show up. He was sixth man of the year or one of the best six men in the game. And in the finals, he, dis he didn't do what he did in regular season and throughout the other playoffs. So it was a real contributing factor in Oklahoma City not winning that finals. But um, I like seeing him and Katie together. It's like as a basketball being my favorite sport, it's going to be great basketball. Great. Yeah, man. How do you, what do you think you, about it? Uh, I, I, I mean, I know he wanted, he wanted to get out of Houston. I'm not, I'm not really appreciative of the things he was saying about his Houston teammate, you know, John Wall and Boogie. Not appreciative of that, but, you know, uh, nigga wanted to get out and he did whatever he needed to do to get out. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a big fan of, I like 
players controlling their destiny. I'm not a big fan of players bullying away, pulling them, bullying themselves out of like contracts and getting traded. It's a little weird to me sometimes. Still a little weird, but yeah, it's gonna be exciting basketball. You know, uh, I don't think I think everybody won except I feel bad for Karis Levert. He yes. got traded, and then now he found out that he has like uh, something, something like a mole or something on his liver or something like that. So he's out for a while. So that's scary and not, uh, you know, not good to hear. <clears throat> but Houston still actually came up. They got Victor Oladipo in that trade. Victor John Wall Boogie. Victor John Wall Boogie, Christian Wood, uh, you know, whatever PJ Tucker does, you know. <laughs> PJ PJ Tucker bust sneakers. He 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 yeah. rocks. He rocks so, the block. The Rockets are all right, man. So uh everybody seems like they won. I think uh I wonder if Travis Scott and uh the Houston strippers sent him off with the you know oh listen, he's coming back to Houston. He's not gonna sell I wouldn't sell my house. If I got a house in Houston, you keep yeah. that house. Yeah. But um yeah, that it's the he's the economy will feel the effect of James Harden. Oh yeah, he was he was definitely a blessing to the city, you know what I'm saying? I want I mean Brooklyn and New York, I mean I know they're not completely open yet, but you know, when they do open, the star tenders are going to be out for 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 James. He's definitely a socialite. So, yeah, so. he's definitely flying bitches out to New York, you know. So, mm-hmm. you know, everybody wins. Yeah, man. So, but you're right, the way he left was kind of like it left a lot. He left a lot on the table. He didn't. He, they didn't have success in the playoffs. They were in positions to do well, and Shaq put Shaq framed it really differently on Inside the NBA. Um, he saw about that he asked for Dwight. He got Dwight. He asked for Paul. Or he asked for Paul. He asked for Chris Paul. He got Paul. Chris Paul. He asked for Russell. They gave him Russell, and just never nothing. But mm-hmm. he has a new life. In, in Brooklyn, and um, it just sucks that I have to actually hear Tyrell Pearson talk about the Brooklyn Nets when he gets his office suspension from Twitter. Wait, he got suspended from Twitter? I think he's suspended. I'm probably like 90% sure he's Bruh, suspended. He, they about to put him in the bing like that. Him and Donald Trump and die. <laughs> he's suspended. It's a, it's a crazy, crazy um group of collection of people that's in that, in that category of getting suspended from Twitter. I've only had one suspension from Twitter, and it was only for like twelve hours. Maybe my, maybe I'm not as flagrant. The problem is they be adding people and cursing them out. You can't add the person that you want to curse out. If that's you ask them, if you ask them, that's exactly what they can do. <sighs> but um, that's it. That's all the little topics I got. That's all I got. Really talk about. Well, we kind of went into our deep dive about the what's American, so. We're going to go into our consultation services today. And this question goes to your uh, your point, uh, your Keep It Funky last week, Terry. So you ready? Mm-hmm. My boyfriend says I only want a BBL because I want male attention. He's right and also wrong at the same time. Every girl likes male attention, but I want my boyfriend to notice me instead. What can I say to have him, to, to convince him that He's not uh, paranoid, and I want this for myself. This is a conundrum. She sounds like, number one, she sounds like a Steph Curry wife. 
talking about the attention shit. But um, I'll say this. There's no way that you're not going to act different once you get your body done. Mm. You're going to be wanting to thought. Mm. Maybe not. Maybe in the thoughting, probably since you can't thought as freely because of COVID, you know, nightclubs are not, unless you go to Atlanta, Texas, places like that, Miami. But um, you're going to change. Like you, you need to understand that you might think you're going to be the same way, but you're not. Mm. Because like I spoke to last week, beauty is the number one thing a lot of women want. They want beauty. They, they, they do anything to get it. And you're about to, you're considering going and being put under anesthesia to get it, to get beauty, physical beauty. So his concerns are valid. You need to understand that. So if you really want to put him at ease, um, shit, what can she do? <laughs> Because well, that's what she needs to do. She needs to put him at ease before and after the surgery, right? So you got to kind of hit him with a crossover. You got to give him something on the, as, you, as you're as carrying the ball over, and you got to yank it, get the BBL, and then yank it back. You got to hmm. crossover. So you got to give him something before, get the BBL, and then give him something after. You hmm. have to, like, appease him, especially if you really see yourself being with him. You know what I'm saying? Well, my first question is, is he paying for it? Mm. Hey, if he's not paying for it, do what the fuck you want to do. Now, if he's paying for it, then that's where the reassurance needs to come in. Because he's not even worried about, I think if he's paying for it, it's not even about the attention you're going to get. It's his, it's his, well, a little bit it is about the attention you're going It's an investment. He doesn't want his investment walking right off to the next big baller nigga that sees a bad bitch with a fat ass. Mm-hmm. So we have to we have to come to grips with that. So let's assume that he is paying for it, right? And you're right. He needs she needs to reassure him before and after that you know this BBL is is for health reasons and not for attention. Even though that you know you do. What <laughs> health reason is there to get a BBL? He does is a. She doesn't like what she looks like physically. Okay, so, so mental health. Mental, mental health. health. You know, for mental okay. health, you know, her self-esteem, right? Convince him is about self-esteem, not just being a bad bitch. You'll get a lot farther. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And he's gonna try to convince you to do squats or do get in the gym. So what you need to do is you need to go along with the plan, but not go full strength on the plan so you don't see results. Because if you start getting results, He's gonna say you're gonna we're gonna stay with the the the, the squats. Yeah. Of, so. So, so uh, you gotta play a little chess and get in your BBL. Yes, a lot of chess. Fuck, I had an idea for her and I forgot what the fuck it was. Shit, I had a good one for her. She needs to follow every. She needs to fo- unfollow every. Oh, nigga. that's what it was. Social media. Yeah. Delete your social medias. Yes. If you have four, go down to one. Mm-hmm. If you got none, if you got one, go to none. Like, cause the tension is probably what's gonna mess with your head the most before, after the surgery. Mm-hmm. You're gonna get a lot more suitors, a lot more dudes pulling up. So just decrease the opportunity and the 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 uh decrease the uh availability that you have to other men. Mm-hmm. It only could be real world availability. If somebody mm-hmm. gonna have to pull up on you in person. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that will help ease his mind because if you start getting social media, be the biggest thing. He's going to see you getting on social media, posting pictures. Then he's going to see the thirst under the pictures. Then he's going to wonder gonna about the DMs. Yeah, it's going to kill him. And then don't let it be a John Wall or a, or a, what I'm saying, no. or an athlete or yeah. a, oh, you know what I'm saying? It's going to fuck with him. Not just, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So, I think the social media reduction will help before the surgery be like, look, you can't just pop out like, oh shit, now I got a new body and start being flaunting it too much. Cause it's good. You want to keep this dude, you gotta decrease it. It's for your mental health. It's for your relationship. Baby, yeah. I'm gonna look sexier. I'm gonna do it for you. And you need to ramp up the dick sucks all right now. Oh yeah. Good, good point. Good point. Ramp up the dick sucks. And tell him, and like, why you fucking be like, baby, imagine me doing this with the new ass. Mm-hmm. Imagine me doing this, baby. You, I'm going I'm to make you come so much faster, so much harder, baby. Shit. I'm going to, I'm going to put this, I'm gonna put this one. you got to sell it to him. Like it's for him and his enjoyment, even mm-hmm. though it's for you, but you, you're, t- you asked us a question. I'm just telling you how to reassure your man. Mm-hmm. So, um. I think if you do those things, that might be the best segue into you getting your surgery. Decrease your social media, increase your dick sucks, and also start implanting uh, the ideas in his head during sex so that he's thinking it's for him. Mm-hmm. And then get your BBL. But if he's paying for it, it's going to be under his circumstances. Yeah. If you pay for it, like Chris said, do what the fuck you want to do. Yeah. And when I'm thinking about the social media, it's like, I don't want you, I'm not telling her not to be a bad bitch, but don't be like, you get the BBL, now you're taking like, you know, lingerie photos when you when you wasn't doing that before. Because yeah, that's the, don't like, do it like, one you, you, you could decrease your social media, but if you're on your social media doing things you wasn't doing before, that's not going to help us. She's going to do things she wasn't doing before because her confidence is going to be at a different level. Yeah. She's going to be like, oh, I couldn't post this bikini picture before, I'm going to do it. I couldn't post a twerk video before, I'm going to do it. You get, She has to resist the temptation to start doing a lot of things she never did before with her new confidence. Mm-hmm. Not, not, not to hold yourself back, but especially to reassure your boyfriend that you're not just about to drop him and get a new nigga with your new body. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because he was there when you, he was there for you when you had the flat ass. That was real love. That's real love. He was clapping he them cheeks when you had no me. cheeks. He was clapping them cheeks when you had no cheeks to clap. So you got to take that into accountability. He was making a sound on his thigh and making you think that your ass was fat. He was he was slapping his own thigh, making you think that that shit was clapping. Listen, there was many a days he probably was rubbing his thighs with lotion or something like that because this shit hurt. You know what I'm saying? From the bone. From the bone. So you got to give him, you got to give him some, you got to give him, <laughs> you got to give him, yeah, give him some points. You got to give him some points. You got to give him some points. And I have a perfect, perfect equivalency. Just like a nigga, they talking about when a nigga get rich, he leave his bitch and get a batter bitch. The same type of loyalty needs to hold on. Who was down for you before you got the bread? Yeah. You need to stay loyal to the people that was loyal to you before your life changed, before you started getting all this money. That shows a person's true character. If you loyal to the people that was loyal to you before you got your life changed. Yeah. you need to take the time to show and prove. And I think if you listen to us, you'll be on the right path. Preach, brother. All right. And the last question we have today, 
So it seems like a, a woman that's conflicted. I have a friend who's caught feelings for me, but I don't feel the same. He's so mm. nice to me, but he's getting clingy and it's getting annoying now. And it's getting annoying now. How do I tell him that I don't like him like that? I just don't know how to. I know. Tell him. Tell him. You got to start talking to him about all the other niggas you talk to. Boy, you read my mind. You read my mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's the easiest way, bro. He going to be turned off so fast. You read my mind. Once you start talking to niggas about other niggas, it's, it's the, it's the, it's like the, it's not the precursor, but it, it's the number one evidence that she don't fuck with you. If she's yeah. openly talking to you about other niggas, she don't want your dick. She don't. You're your just a is, body. You're just a your body. Dick, in the great words of Gilly the kid, your dick is on the shelf. <laughs> and it ain't coming off the shelf. Yeah. Use nigga slang too. Call him bro. Call him oh, son. Yeah. Call yep. him fam. Yep. Yeah. Call him your little bro, even if you're older. <laughs> like, 100%, because that's what keeps a nigga, like, engaged, like, when he be thinking that he has an opening, because he, yeah. like, because when, you, when you're entertaining someone romantically, you don't talk to them, and not in, in set, in, unless it's a special case, you don't talk to them about other people that you're romantic with. Yeah, that's a very clear indicator for anybody, man or woman, if they're trying to take me serious. Like people date other people, but they don't often tell everyone about who they're dating. Yeah, start talking to him about the other niggas you're talking to, and if you don't got no nigga you're talking to, start making some niggas up. Yeah, and yeah. if he starts, he's gonna listen. He's it's it's like male ego. It's it's gonna fuck with his ego because he's like, yo, why she talking to me about other niggas? Da, 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 da. And I'm not telling you to be graphic and start talking about niggas with big dicks or nigga fuck the shit out you or a nigga, but little subtle conversations with him about other men that you're like that you like. Be like, yo, I really like him. What do you ask his advice and shit? It will, it will. Damn, I can't believe I'm telling a woman to do this to a man, but I mean, we could tell her to be honest and tell the truth, but you know that doesn't work with niggas. But no, but niggas, niggas see that as a challenge. Exactly, like I say, it doesn't work. He's gonna come. He's gonna find a way to kung fu that. He gonna be like, nah, I'm gonna show her. I'm gonna convince her. Yeah. And then women did this fucked up thing to niggas back in the day, talking about they like to get chased. But you gotta know when a bitch is sprinting and when she light jogging away from you. Like, you need to sprint faster, young lady. He thinks you're jogging. He thinks you're jogging away from him when really you're trying to like. Are you doing, like I said, we could tell you to tell the truth and say, hey, you know, I don't like you like that, blah, blah, blah. You're just, you know, you're just a friend. But all that's going to do is turn him into a case or a, or a Joe. He's going to turn into a Joe. He's just going to play men, Yes, yes. And and men like in. conquering yes. him. He think he could be able to overcome it. He's like, well, she says she don't like me, but then your actions are being different. If you're still being OD friendly to him, and like it, it's, it, it kind of sends a mixed signal. So you can do the direct approach, but I think our approach might work better. Out Got there, to. man. Call him the bro. Ask him. Ask him how to send a DM. Ask him how yeah. to shoot. Be like, what does it mean? 
Yeah, like ask him, bro, ask like yo, what does it mean when a guy texts you this and then read him text messages? <laughs> like Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or talk to him about the dates you went on. Like it believe me, that should have worked. That's when I back in the day when a girl when she started talking to me about the other niggas, I'm like, Oh, I'm you, in that zone. Yeah. You gone, oh, you 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 disrespecting me. <laughs> oh you fuck oh you disrespect oh so my dick on the shelf, okay. <laughs> I'm in the two, three friend zone. You know what I'm saying? The two, three friends. Cover two. You know what I'm saying? She put you in the cover, cover. two friend zone. Deep quarters. <laughs> <laughs> the safety in the cut. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You're not getting through that. You don't have the quarterback to throw out of that. You got <laughs> who's, who's the bad quarterback? Um, yeah, Chad Henney or fuck out. No, you got uh, the nigga that got cut from the Redskins. You got Dwayne Haskins back there. Yeah. You're not, you can't throw. You, you can't even read coverage, my nigga. Can't even read the coverage. Wayne Haskins was bad, though. He was not good. Yeah, he wasn't good. I watched one series. He made a really good throw, and in the very next play, he threw a pick. I was like, oh, this nigga has no consistency. So shout out to this young lady, man. Mazda Toss uh, Consultation Services. Uh, we're going to continue to give you player advice. And, uh, maybe next, next time we have a woman on. She might disagree with us, but we know what we say is right. What we say is law. So, indeed. All right. Um, for our black business of the week, this is the one I know about, but uh, it's something that you know we've been talking about banking black and uh, putting money and circulating in the black community. So I want to talk about the Greenwood Bank. I don't know if you know this bank, Terry. This is a new bank started by the good man Killer Mike. It's an online bank uh, created by black people for black people. Um, it's a digital, it's a digital mobile banking experience made for black and Latinx customers. Uh, let's see. When you open up a digital bank account, you save money, help the community, get your pay, you get your paychecks early. Um, it's a great way of circulating wealth in the black community. You know, we always talk about, you know, uh, Black empowerment. And one of the biggest parts about Black empowerment is putting your Black money and your Black dollars with Black people. So you keep it in the community. So uh, Black, uh, so Killer Mike has been about this shit. He continues to be about this shit. He created a bank. I signed up to be a part of it. But you know what's funny? The line to be a member is like 500,000 people in line waiting to be a member of this bank. Sheesh. So there are ways that you can kind of skip the line. It's kind of like the clubhouse approach. You gotta, you know, send invites to people. You know, they send invites and it kind of helps move you up the ladder in terms of uh, being a part of this bank. So whenever it's time for me to, I'm gonna, you know, if you want to be a part of this with me, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I, I send you an invite, you sign up, we'll, we'll lay, wait in line together. And when I get in, I get you in, you know what I'm saying? But we gonna, you know, I would love to get it with, I love USA. But I definitely would like to have a second bank account with a Black-owned bank. You know what I'm saying? So you want to learn more information, you can go to www.bankgreenwood.com or go to IG. You know what I'm saying? Go to the uh, Greenwood Bank or follow Killer Mike, one of those two. But, you know, shout out to Bank and Black, Black Dollars, Black Power. And that's the Black Business of the Week. I love it. Do you have anything to 
get us through the week. This is a very special week, Terry. So there could be a lot of anxiety, a lot of angst this week. Oh, keep your head on the swivel. I really like honestly this week. Um, I don't have much. I'm actually doing a lot of work. Not a lot of work, but I'm I'm starting a new little spiritual journey. Um, and I don't really don't have much to share right now. So maybe when I come on out on the other side of this, mm-hmm. I have something for you guys. But um, I just have some advice, you know, stay safe this week. Keep your head on the swivel. If you're a black per- black person of color, you know what I'm saying? Just be extra vigilant this week and making sure you're safe and people around you are safe, checking on your people, especially people that are close to the capital. You know, we got a lot of friends and family that still live in the DMV area and, um, you know, people that live in the Richmond area that are close to the capital. So mm-hmm. just stay safe, keep your head on the swivel and uh, stay prayed up, man. Prayer. It's very powerful, we you know, you know what I'm saying? You put put out those intentions in the world, they'll come back to you. So just pray for pray for strength for everybody as we go through this transition of power, which is one of the crazier ones that we've seen in our generation. Yeah, man. We're gonna have some stories for our grandchildren. I'll tell you that, boy, I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it, it's even funnier, it's like, so, you know, before we head out, I'm like, before we uh, end up, so I'm just thinking about like, man, our children, our grandchildren are going to read history books. And I'm like, yo, that shit is not real. That shit is not true. I was there. I saw that shit. Whatever they wrote in the history book is going to be calling fake news to the history books. That's how crazy this world is, man. And uh, you know we're living through history every day. And be be let's be gracious that we are living through it and we're able to tell our own stories of it. So... I want to say thank you guys for listening to another episode of Models Talks, a safe place for keeping the play where we keep it kosher every time, all the time. I want to say thank you for uh, joining us again. You can follow us on all of our social medias. You know, we're on Apple, iTunes, uh, Apple uh, Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, your boys are there. You know, subscribe, rate, review, share it. Tell your mama, tell your mama's mama, tell your mama's friend. Hell yeah, mothers love us. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Look at these smiles. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, we'll see you next week, man. Keep it player, man. Oh, wait. Remember, on the path to play them, there are three rules to success. Stay true to yourself, stay true to the code, and wear a mask. So we'll see you next week, baby. Peace. Peace. Rich niggas, black bar mitzvahs, Mozart is a celebration, bitches. Nahaim, I wish for you a hundred years of success, but it's my time. Cheers, toast to crime. Number one D-boy, shame you can rhyme. The rock boys in the building tonight. Oh, what a feeling I'm feeling like. You don't even gotta bring your paper out. We the dope boys of the year. Drinks is on the house. The rock boys in the building tonight. Chillin', I'm killing this ice. Hey. You don't even gotta bring your purses out. We the dope boys of the year. Drinks is on the house. Hey.